Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media, and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels: The Hand Network, Check It Round Table, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses r o s e s out of the snow o u t o f s n o w at gmail dot com, and you can support us also on Venmo. The the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O N N A C A R R. The last four to verify are one one four three. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing. We're back to the good stuff, peeps. I have put off finishing until we meet again, not because I don't love it. Honestly, this is my favorite. TV drama series of all time, and that's saying something because I have a couple others which are close to my heart. Doctor Quinn being one, Stargate being the other, but still, this one is my favorite, which is saying a lot because yeah. But I have been putting off finishing this simply because I don't want it to end. I know that sounds crazy, and I actually have watched the end, so I do know how it ends. But I don't want to say, "Oh, I finished until we meet again." But you know, I realized this weekend that I can rewatch this series again. You know, we do have that option, and also they are making a new series called, um, oh, what is it? It's the new one with Bound and Permanent, which I will drop a link in the description when I remember its name. But actually, there's no YouTube videos on this one yet. But I think it's called Between Us. I don't know. I'll have to check. Just a moment. Google is there for a reason, and this is one of those reasons. But today we are discussing Until We Meet Again, episode thirteen. This is the episode where Pedine wakes up actually after passing out on the sofa. Because he passed out when he realized that Cor that Pedine's mother is actually in Touch's niece, and because of that, he remembers her as a little girl since he is the reincarnation of Farm or of In Touch. Because of that, he passes out because he just can't handle. That fact—it's too much for him. So he conks out. Pedine has to take him to the sofa. He wakes up with Ellen, Pedine's mother, there, and also Pedine saying, "Are you okay? Do we need to take you to doctor? What's what's happening here?" And Ellen says, "You know, it's okay. You don't need to be stressed. It's okay." And basically, has a moment where he's just trying to figure out who he is. Is he in the past? Is he in the present? What's going on? Because of that, he ends up actually hugging、um, Alin really, really hard, 
at the end of the beginning scene because he's so happy to see her again. Because he used to sit with, as in touch with her on his lamp, telling her stories and basically giving her tales and telling her how awesome she was. And he's just so overwhelmed by the fact that she's now a woman who is 38 years old and is the mother of P.D. I mean, it'd be a lot to take in. I'm going, you know, for reasons to pass out in a heap, that that would be one of the very best reasons I could think of. In the end, Alin asks Pideen if he can please take Farm up to go to bed, get him some rest, etc. Um, Farm wants to go home to his house, and Pideen's like, no, you're not going home to your house. You're staying here because you're not doing well. We need to make sure you're okay. And I would also like to point out here, no one is doing anything inappropriate sexually at all. They just are sleeping together. Because Pideen is really, really worried about Farm. Also, Pideen's been staying over at Farm's house in previous episodes because Farm is waking up not being able to catch his breath. And at least if Pideen's there, he can kind of help him figure out, nope, you're not back in the 1980s. You're here in the present. And it really does help with what Farm's going through. Um, by the end of this episode, we have a moment where both are in the bathtub. They're not being inappropriate. This is kind of a weird situation, and I'm going to keep this G-rated. But anyway, they end up both in the bathtub because Farm is totally freaked out. He actually has a massive, basically, panic weep attack once he gets up to be Dean's room. And he's totally stressed because he can't believe Ellen can't remember him. And Farm's Dean's like, you're doing really good, Farm. But there's no way that she could remember you because in touch, though you died a long time ago when Alin was a little girl. We need to get you calmed down. Why don't you go take a bath? And Pideen says, you know, here's some towels, here's some clothes, just go take a rinse off. And Farm's like, okay, but I'm kind of scared to be by myself. And and he says, no, I'm going to be fine. You go. And he's and Pideen says, okay, but don't lock the door. And then Farm is having an utter meltdown in the tub where he's sitting there realizing that Pideen's dad, who does not get along with Pideen, is going to find out that he and Farm are together as a couple because Pideen's mom is going to tell him. And then all hell could break loose. And I will say that I think the main reason for Farm having this whole emotional breakdown is because he is the reincarnation of In Touch. And when In Touch's dad found out that Corn and In Touch were together as a couple, he made In Touch's life, well, a living hell. He beat him up, he dragged him around, he threatened him and Corn. I mean, it was a terrible, absolute mess that ended up leading to both of them committing suicide. So I don't think that Farm is trying to take this out of proportion. I think he's just having another meltdown because he remembers the past and he's trying to associate the future and he's going, Pideen's dad does not get along with Pideen. We're going to have a whole new redo of what happened before. So he's completely hunkered down in the bathtub trying to breathe and trying not to completely lose it so people can hear it. It's at this point that P. Dean hops in the tub behind him. Now, nothing is showing in this whole scene, so I just want to leave a huge caveat here that this is not, like, what we call it, a supposed to be a romantical scene. I mean, I don't see it that way at all. I see it as Farm is completely freaked out, and P. Dean's like, well, Farm needs someone to be with him. I guess I'll come be with him for a little while. So anyway... At this point that Pideen and Farm have a conversation regarding Pideen's dad, and Farm says, do you ever talk to your dad, Pideen? Because 
When Pedean was small, he was raised by his dad's mother, who didn't get along with Pedean's dad or Pedean's mom, because Pedean's mom had had him while she was still in high school. Then she basically, she and her husband decided to leave Pedean with the grandmother, who raised him until he was 18 years old when he was reintroduced to the family, and basically left to take care of his younger siblings, um, Del and can't think of her brother's name but anyway so basically he's been left since he was a kid with totally unfamiliar with his parents and so when he was 18 and basically became the head of the household he had to figure out how to reintegrate with his family and his parents are never home I mean ever so farm and him have this conversation and farm's like well do you talk to your dad at all because he knows it's not good with PD and his dad and he says you know we don't really talk very much because my dad is always mad that I lived with my grandmother and I always think very highly of her. So we usually end up fighting because of that. And this is one thing that I think is really, it's quite sad because I'm going, you know, the grandmother's passed away. Everything that happened before, good, bad, indifferent, she did raise Pedine. And, you know, she might not have agreed with Pedine's parents. Although I will say, I kind of get some of her point because finding out your son had gotten a girl who was not even graduated from high school pregnant wouldn't have been a very positive thing. But I'd hope you would deal with it graciously and well. But she did raise Pedine. And because of that, I'm going, you know, can we please leave the battle axes behind and at least honor the fact that she did raise Pedine? Because I think that's the main reason that he probably has trouble with his dad is because he's like, she's the woman who raised me. You weren't there raising me. She was. Therefore, basically, I'm going to honor her because she was there and they were not. And again, I'm juxtaposing my opinions of what I'm guessing they're feeling here as a Western viewer, and I could be totally wrong. But I think that at the end of the day, if Pedine's parents had just looked at it and, you know, at least left their comments regarding, you know, how the grandmother saw them as a couple, because really, that's not something that Pedine even needs to be having in the conversation. I mean, no offense, it's something that they can discuss as a couple, but the grandmother's long gone. They've been married for 18 years at least. No, excuse me, Pedine is 20, so at least 20 years. I mean, that's something they can discuss as a couple, but it really doesn't pertain to Pedine and how they relate to him by, you know, coming up and going, I don't like your grandmother even though she raised you because she didn't like me marrying your dad when I was 17. I mean, you know, that's not really something that needs to be discussed at the breakfast table. You could just say, you know, how's your day going as a random non-Pacific example. But anyway, Pedine and Farmer having this conversation as Farm is trying to figure out if, you know, Pedine's dad is going to just completely blow everything up for their relationship. And Pedine's like, you know, I really don't want to talk about my dad because Farm's so, well, maybe your dad's just kind of strict like you and seems serious because he has trouble expressing himself. And Farm Pedine's like, well, you know, that's a good idea. Nice thought. But um, I really don't want to talk about that right now, Farm. And so at the end of the day, Farm and Pedine, they wash each other's hair. And it's at this point that Pedine looks at Farm and says, you know, it doesn't matter what my dad says. It doesn't matter whether my dad likes the fact that we're together. It doesn't matter whether my dad doesn't like the fact that we're together, P- Farm. 
we're not breaking up. We're not breaking up ever. We're not breaking up now. We're not breaking up in the future. That's not something that, you know, my dad's behavior is contingent upon. And I think it's at this point, I really liked the scene, although I wish it hadn't been in the bathtub particularly, but I'm going, you know, life is weird sometimes. I mean, you know, you have weird conversations at weird times. I'd go in the bathtub. Why couldn't we have discussed this, you know, over tea in the kitchen? I don't know. But, you know, it did fit in the storyline. It was also kind of funny because um, P.D. and her farm are sitting there and, and Farm is trying to, you know, edge himself further away so he's not anywhere close to be deemed to be rude or, you know, too um, friendly, as you would say. And Pedin's like, you know, if you move too much, I will not guarantee your safety. And it's so funny because Farm is like, oh my goodness. But that was kind of funny. By the end of the scene, Pedin and Farm have conked out in um, Pedin's bed and Farm is just kind of completely worn out. He's worn out because he's had the fainting spell when he saw Lynn. He's worn out because he's now worried about, you know, everything that could happen with Pedin's family concerning his dad and how he's going to react, which could throw everything to pieces. And, you know, he's just had several, like, panic attacks because of it's just been too much. And it's at this point that Pedin's like, you know, you're really tired because you've cried a lot and you've had a lot to go through. And basically at that point, the PD farm has been turning with his back to Pedin and he basically turns over and Pedin kind of pats him. And that's kind of how the scene ends. They wake up the next morning or in the middle of the night. I'm not sure what, which, because Pedin is having a dream where he realizes basically he has all of Korn's memories and he's seen their memory of like when they would have had their first anniversary and they were spending the night together and then Korn had to leave to go be with his family so that they wouldn't, you know, all erupt into absolute mayhem. And he's seen in touch, seeing him go and he's going, my God, I'm responsible for my death. I'm responsible for in touch's death. I'm responsible for all this. And he's waking up from trying to deal with that memory. And at the same point in time, Farm is having an absolute nightmare as well, where he's remembering the night that In Touch and Corn died because it was In Touch's birthday. They went out to eat dinner, and then their dads came, got physically violent with In Touch and Corn, and they escaped to go to their apartment where they both committed suicide or condo, whatever you want to call it. And Farm is dreaming about this memory while, while Pedin is dreaming about. Gordon's memory about that first anniversary and they both wake up pretty freaked out and Pedin has to literally pull Farm up kind of shake him gently and say Farm you got to open your eyes you got to realize you're not in that condo you got to realize we're not both dead you know you got to realize that didn't that's not happening right now and at this point Farm does not realize that they both committed suicide he always gets to that point in the in the nightmare, and then his memory just disappears. And Pedin knows that that happened, but Farm has asked him not to tell him how it ended with Pedin, with In Touch and Corn, because he knows it isn't good. And he said in the previous episode, I can't remember which one exactly, he said, you know, if there's no good in it, then is there really a point in me knowing about it? And you know, that seems kind of like a weird thing to say, but I kind of get Farm's reason there. He's like, you know, if it's a bad thing, if there's no good in it, if there's nothing that's going to help us now in the future, then is there really a point to me knowing it? And I think that's a good question. 
as the story progresses, um, this episode, Farm ends up making breakfast with Dell for their family, and he meets um, he meets Pedine's dad and his mom again, and his dad is very quiet and very um, strict, and. Pedine actually stops in the middle of breakfast and he says, you know, I just want to let everyone know. Um, he said, this is farm. This is the one I love. And I just want you guys to know that. And his dad looks at him and goes, well, do you realize that this is going to maybe be difficult for you two? Do you realize that, you know, people are going to look at you differently than they would look at another couple, for example? And he says, we're okay with that. And he turns to farm and he goes, what about your family farm? How are they handling the fact that you were with PD? And farm's like, well, my mom lives in New York with my brother and she's okay with it. She's all right with it if we're happy together. And at this point, his wife says, um, dear, do you have anything to say basically that's positive about this? You know, um, I'm just saying. And he says, well, I didn't know that Pedine could be nice to people the way that he's being nice to farm. So that's interesting. And the family, entire family starts laughing. And it's at this point that farm goes to the kitchen to make some desserts for the family. And Dell takes them out to the family and says, basically, it's Dell, farm, and Pedine are in the kitchen. And I love the kitchen moments with farm, Dell, Pedine. And whenever the whole gang is in the kitchen, I especially like the one a few episodes back where Pedine was just standing in the doorway watching how his brother and sister and farm's friends and his friends all related to one another. And he was just sitting there going, this is such a cool thing. I'm so glad to have all these people in my life. And I love those moments where you're not necessarily interacting with people, but you're sitting there going, my goodness, I'm so grateful for all these people in my life. And he basically comes in with Farm, Pedin, and Del. Del takes the desserts out. And she also says, you know, I'm really happy for you too. I'm happy that you know, you were able to talk to my parents and that's all good. The other thing is at this point in their relationship, um, Pedine has talked to Farm's mom. He has also gone with Farm to the temple, which is a big thing, I believe, in Thailand as a couple to do that, to go to the temple, offer food to the monks, um, pray, etc. That was something that they agreed to do on Christmas. And basically, they know they're in it for the long haul. Now, Pedine has not proposed to farm or farm has not proposed to be dean however you want to look at that but you know this isn't like a short relationship it's at this point that farm says you know i'm getting to go meet my cousin and i might go meet my grandfather this is kind of weird to me personally as a viewer because i'm going why has farm never met his grandfather what is up with that that's kind of weird that you know farm is 18 19 years old i'm guessing at the point in this story why has he not met his grandfather? That's just kind of strange. But you know, it could be long distance, etc. You don't know. It's at this point that Pedine says, well, do you want me to come meet your cousin and your grandfather with you so they can meet me and we can talk together? Farm's like, no, I don't need you to come meet my, my cousin and my grandfather. I'm just going to go meet them myself and that'll be fine. Pedine then asks if he can there's a holiday coming up the next Friday. And he says, well, can I come stay at your apartment next Friday? He says, sure. You know, you stay at my apartment quite often. You can come stay at my apartment. And it's at this point that it does get maybe a little not kid friendly. But again, I think the thing I really do like about this series 
And also, even the Until We Are the Love by Chance too is even though there was some more, what would you call it? It wasn't mature content, that's not what I'm going to call it. You had people having relationships in certain scenes. It wasn't something that Anna felt the need to skip in any of the scenes, in either Until We Meet Again so far, or in the Love by Chance 2. Now, I haven't watched Love by Chance 1 all the way through, so I am not going to give any opinion on that till I actually sit down and watch rather than speed watch that series, okay? So anyway, but it's this scene, basically, Pedean says, you know, we're going to not just have a sleepover, and you have a week to know ahead of time that that's what's going to happen. And poor Farm sitting there going, oh my god, oh my god. And he just basically takes a huge dish of the dessert that he had, and he shoves it in his mouth, and he's like, um, 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 um. And it's kind of a funny scene, although maybe not entirely appropriate. It is still of funny. So that is how this episode ends. I did really like this episode mainly because of how they as a couple dealt with several different issues from basically sitting there and talking about Pedin's dad and also in the kitchen before they have their conversation about the upcoming Friday. Pedin and Farm meet and he Farm says, you know, your dad's kind of cute. And Farm Pedin says, How in the world is my dad cute? And he says, Well, because he's a lot like you, Pedin. And I do see the similarity, because both of them are kind of what you would consider tough characters. But they're really not. In many ways, it's kind of like why I really enjoyed um To My Star, the character of Jawu, where you think they're a character who really doesn't have much emotion and is kind of stern, but really they're not at all. They care deeply. They just don't express it very well until they're comfortable around someone. I also really liked how there is a flashback in the final part of this episode where you see Padine's mom and dad at the kitchen table late that night before breakfast. And Pedin's mom comes and gives Pedin's dad a hot beverage because, like Sheldon, hot beverages save the world. And she basically sits down with Pedin's dad and says, um, Pedin had his lover stay over tonight, and they're here tonight. And Pedin's dad is like, um, dear, this is going to maybe cause trouble because if Pedin's dating someone, number one, her family is probably going to be upset that she spent the night over here and we don't need that kind of trouble in our house. And also, I think Pedin's dad is sitting there going, he's going, well, Pedin will be dating someone younger than him. This is going to cause a great deal of trouble for me and my family if her family finds out that she spent the night at my house. So Pedin's mom looks at him and goes, no, this isn't the same kind of thing that you're worried about here. She says, yes, his lover is staying over, but his lover is a guy. And you just need to know that so that you're not basically surprised tomorrow morning because they had no idea about Pedin and Farm before they arrived that night. And she said, are you going to have trouble with this situation? Are you going to have um, difficulty with it. And the other thing I think is interesting is before she met with her husband, she actually pulled out the old photographs of In Touch. And I wonder if like on a, on a level she somehow knows, or at least is reminded of that whole situation, because she would have been a small child when In Touch and Corn would have died. And she's looking at pictures of In Touch and going, I don't want that story to play out for my son. If we have another replay of this tale, we're going to replay this much differently than it played out for my uncle. 
and for our family and for Corin's family and that whole mess that happened. And I really like her. Her husband looks at her. He goes, no, I'm not going to have trouble with our son or with his lover because our mother and father made our lives miserable when we decided to get married because we'd had Pedim without being married. And I'm not going to put my child through that situation in the same way that I was put through it. Why would I do that? And I really do like it because I'm going, you know, in many ways, Pedim, when he got older, would resemble that aspect of his dad, that looking at it going, why would I do X if someone had done X to me? And I love that kind of practical, kind calculation. I mean, some people say calculating people are, are evil. And, you know, I will grant you that most calculating people are evil. But I don't think all calculation is ill intent. I mean, there's some who sit there and go, because I went through X, I'm definitely not putting another living soul through X. And therefore, they don't. And in my opinion, that's kind of a kind calculation, which is not very heard of in our modern society. But I think in this case, it's a perfect example where the dad and mom are sitting there going, we 18 years ago, this are no 21 years ago, I apologize, decided to have PD. And when we decided to have our son, everyone made our lives really unpleasant. Also for Alin, Pedin's mom, she's going, my uncle was terrorized by his parents and then killed himself because he couldn't be with the one he cared about because they were a same-sex couple. I'm not doing that to my kid. And, you know, I really think this scene between the parents is a really good scene. It also kind of gives you the backstory. And I'm not particularly for flashback scenes, but this is one case where I thought it worked really well. And I really did enjoy this episode. So if you have a chance to see it, I'm going to drop a link in the description to the playlist so you can check it out. It is one of the best series. It is the best series I have ever watched. And I would watch it even if you aren't a BL fan. Also, I personally wouldn't feel the need to skip any of this, but you know, some people would. So use your judgment. If you want to skip the bath scene, you certainly can. But you know, I didn't find it particularly offensive at all, given the context. It made perfect sense, although I wish we could have discussed certain topics over a cup or rather than in the tub. But you know, sometimes life is weird. So there you go. And that is my review of episode 14 of the series, Until We Meet Again. I am looking forward to hopefully finishing the series this um, weekend and getting that review done. Also, if you want to watch all these reviews in order, you can go to our What the BL podcast, which is an offshoot of this podcast, and I am uploading periodically admit it's slow, but I am uploading all the BL series that we have reviewed on Check It Around Table to that podcast platform, so it is all in order, and you don't have to sip through all of Anna's many digressions and reviews to get to the right ones, so there you go. Check it at the round table. Bye! Hi, this is Anna. And this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media and also how you can support us. We are reachable at 
this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels, The Hand Network, Check It Roundtable, and also The Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses, R-O-S-E-S, out of the snow, O-U-T-O-F, S-N-O-W at gmail.com. And you can support us also on Venmo. The, the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R. The last four to verify are 1143. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.